Well, what is up, everybody? We start a little low that time. Don't worry. Your boys got your back. I mean, do you want to hear the beginning of the song? I mean, why wouldn't you want to hear the beginning? Beginning's so good. It's not only the beginning of a song, but it's like the beginning of a great, like, 70s sitcom. What's going on, everybody? You ain't got no kind of What a week. What a week. What a week. What a, uh, what a week. I mean, lots to talk to you guys about. But we always got to start off with this, right? normal i am josh wolf great to see you guys i see you guys be with you guys as per the norm you guys know how much fun i have doing this talking to you guys being here with you uh let me start by just saying a heartfelt i mean as heartfelt as I possibly can make it. Thank you to all of you who have watched my practical joke video online and have commented on it and have shared it. Listen, on Facebook alone, we are at 19 million views. What the fuck? 19 million. I mean, completely humbled, guys. Really humbled by the response. Um, and excited. I mean, hearing from people in places that I've never heard from before. But here's why I'm excited, too. Um, and I don't read a bunch of comments. Uh, but I will tell you something funny about some like I read the top comment a couple of times and I'm like, what am I dumb not reading these fucking things anymore? But um, what it makes me excited about is that, ugh, look, guys, you know, when you come to my shows, you're not, it's not, oh yeah, guys, the yeah, yeah, yes, called Skeletons. What's going on, though? 
With the speakers. But this is just... I'm so sorry about the sound. Just try something. But here's the thing, all right? The response makes me happy because, guys, you know, when you come to my shows, and I say this all the time, man, I hope you don't come to learn anything. That's not what it is. My shows are about fun, having a good time. I'm not, I'm not sending you a message, and I have nothing against, by the way, comics who do, and I'm not, it's just not my thing. You, you know, if you listen to this, or you listen to the other podcasts, or you, or you hit my Twitter feed, you, you kind of know where I'm at. But I just don't do it on stage. And um, I did read a couple of the comments. And the ones that stuck out all said things like, um, you seem totally relatable. You seem like a guy I know. I love listening to your stories. It's like, like a friend, listening to a friend tell me stories. And I have to tell you, that's the goal for me. That's the goal for me, is for me to just to tell my stupid little stories and for just some people to like them, you know, and I've been, I've gotten a couple messages and I just have to say, and you, you, you anybody who listened to this for a while knows how I, I'm amazed that people leave the house and spend their money to come see me. It's every, I stand backstage every weekend. Like I can't fucking believe it because I know who I leave the house to go see. You know what I mean? And so for me to be on that list for some of you is like, I can't express in words the gratitude I have for that. And it's why you guys never see me cheat on a set. Like even if I have smaller crowds sometimes, you'll never see me mail one in. Because whether I want to be there or not, there's some nights every comic doesn't want to be there, guys. It, it, it can get grueling. I know it's hard to imagine that it gets grueling, but it can get grueling and monotonous sometimes, you know, so I'm doing six shows in three days. One of those shows, it's easy to lose mental, you know, focus. But what always brings my focus back is you guys. Well, even if there's not that many people there, they left their house to come see me. So I better do my fucking job. And the response to this video has reinvigorated me, you know, because I, I, you know, I don't have a lot of stuff online. One of the reasons I don't have a lot of stuff online is just, I've been told over and over again that your stuff won't work online. Your stuff won't, it's too long because I don't tell jokes. I tell stories. It's why I don't do late night sets. I, I've been talked to about coming and doing one, but they don't like, you know, one straight set. They, they want a bunch of different jokes. And because just in case one story sucks, I don't want you to be, oh, guys. I don't know why the beginning of every song is choppy, but you guys know this, dude. Do you listen to Garrett Clark Jr.? Glitter ain't gold. Yeah, one of the reasons, and people ask me um, why I haven't done a late night set is because... I honestly don't think I'd be putting my best foot forward. I can't, that five minute, I can't, uh, I don't know, I don't know what I would do in five minutes. And then if you're not, if, if you're not letting me just tell one story, 
Oh, I'm I'm kind of fucked. Because the late night, you know, and I understand it. They're scared. What if your story eats dicks? You know what I mean? Like you tell one story and it just lays there. They're not going to be happy with that shit. But I have to tell you some of the funny comments. My buddy screen grabbed me a couple of them that made me laugh. One was in one was like there were three or four that were similar. The one really made me laugh where a woman was really she went online to look up the BMI and what the because the joke is about a woman who's six foot two fifty. And so there's this whole thread of people arguing about there's no way she was two fifty. That just means she was a little big. That doesn't mean she was fat. And I'm like, guys, I didn't put her on a fucking scale. Did you like the story? Who the fuck cares if she was 250, 230, or 290? Did you like the story? It makes me laugh, man. And you, my stories, my stories, guys, are true stories. Are they enhanced? Of course. I'm a comedian. If I just tell a story straight up, and it's a story that I really like, and I think it's an entertaining story, but it doesn't have enough laughs, I have to add the laughs. Now, she was six foot 250. But in all my stories, you enhance here, you perk here, you, you really lay in, lean into a part of it here. The six foot 250 is just what it said in her ad. She could have been 280. I don't fuck. You think I had a scale and was like, let's make sure you were 250. One woman was like, you shouldn't make fun of fat people. Hey, just because I mentioned someone being fat does not mean I'm making fun of them being fat. Yeah. If I mentioned someone being fat, that's just what it is. They had fat on them. Well, what do you want me to say? She was rock hard muscle, six foot two fifty, diesel. She had with traps for days. That's not the truth. She. So, I didn't. And guys, she wins the story. That's what gets me also about comedy nowadays. You hear a word and it triggers you, like so. You just hear fat people and you're like, I don't even say fat people, and I didn't even call her fat. I just said she kind of smothered them in the face with her fat. That's all I said. But guys, you can't get triggered by that. What's the intent of the joke in the story? What's the intent? What is it's it's like, you know, I I used to tell a joke with the word retarded in it. And the joke was about people making fun of retarded people. But people couldn't get past the word retarded. And I just it's so crazy. It's going to be and that's why, that's why I, I really think and I hope you guys come out and check out my shows on the road because I'm trying to move everybody past that into a land of fun. Let's just go back to having some fun, everybody. Okay? Okay. Oh, one of my favorite rap songs ever coming next, but this is old school. How many of you know this song? Cause she wouldn't give a guy like you no rap. And I said, hello, I'm Kango from UTFO. Baby, don't you know? I can sing rap dancing just one show. Cause I'm Kango. My sister sophisticator. 
stars I know ain't nobody greater from beginning to end and to beginning. I never do because I'm all about getting funny balls to you. I love old school hip hop. Love it. Oh, you know what else I was singing in the car today? Nonstop on the way to the gym. And, I, and I'm not going to lie to you. I had it on repeat at the gym. Probably six songs. My whole first run was just on this song with Must be love on the brain. Oh, I was just... Me and Rihanna were at the gym fucking killing it. I don't even know any of the words except for that. The chorus. Must be love on the brain. That's what I was doing. Must be love on the brain. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. But you know what? Another good one in the gym today, everybody. It, old dudes and women, please tell me if this is true in the women's locker room. Old dudes, I want to have the confidence. There are two people in this world that I feel like have more confidence than I'll ever have in my life. Old white dudes in the locker room. Old white dudes in a gym locker room have more confidence. Now, as some people are telling me, there's a difference between having confidence and not giving a fuck. And I would disagree with that. I would, I would say the ultimate confidence is not giving a fuck. That's the ultimate in confidence. And I don't think I will ever have the confidence to blow dry my nuts naked in front of the mirror at the gym. I, I, I don't know that I, I can't imagine or, or with the boom, with the hand, boom, boom. The hand dryer and they just put their nuts in their hand. True. True. Happens. True. Not like that. This is a next level confidence, too. Dude, today at the gym, old guy standing in front of the gym in the mirror, flip flops, nothing else on. Like, you've been to your locker because he had his toothbrush and his toothpaste. So I know you've been to your locker where your clothes are, man. How about when you grab your toothbrush and your toothpaste, you also grab, oh, I don't know, some underwear, a towel, some pants, a burka, a sock to cover up that whatever that thing is happening, the, the fucking snuffleupagus that's hanging off of your body. I mean, does your dick get bigger when you get older or is that just gravity? Anyways. Dude is brushing his teeth naked. So when you brush your teeth, everything's jiggling. Your nuts are going back and forth. And you, and by the way, I'm going to tell you right now, I hate the feeling of my nuts hitting, going back and forth on the inside of my legs. I, it's one of the reasons I love Mack Weldon underwear. They don't sponsor this podcast. I'm just telling you right now, Mack Weldon's. And I, I, I'll give you a promo code if you don't listen to my other podcast. For anybody who's looking for the best underwear, the most comfortable underwear, underwear that makes your dick look bigger, not kidding. Makes your dick. It's the push-up bra for dudes. They're Mack Weldon underwear. They're not cheap, but I'm going to give you a code that's going to give you 20% off. Go to MacWeldon.com, M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N, and, uh, hash, and the promo code is PROMINENT, all caps, PROMINENT, and I'll give you 20% off. And it's prominent because you get... Guys, 
it makes you, anyways. So I don't like that feel, right? When the back and forth, the, the dink, dink, dink. But dude's just brushing his teeth, just, and then he goes back and it's just him and two of his buddies just sitting around naked having a fucking lemon party or something, you know? I'm like, guys, just, why can't we talk with clothes on? Like, why, why, why can't you talk with clothes on? Where, what am I missing? Well, here, hold on. I missed this part. I'm holding it up. Scratching. That was UTFO, everybody. Roxanne, Roxanne. If you're an old school hip hop guy uh, or girl, you like that shit. And I like UTFO. I'm a big fan of KRS One. Um, some of those older cats, I really like a lot. Oh, my favorite Third Eye Blind song off of the Third Eye Blind uh, album. How's it going to be? I know some of you wanted an update on my fuck abs diet. It's going swimmingly. I've gained 10 pounds. Uh, Feeling so much better, guys. Oh, my. And like I look in the mirror now. And I don't feel like just like a, a head on a stick, which is what I felt like one of those hobby horses. Just and I don't have a big head, but it looked massive on that tiny little body. So whoever saw me out on the road over the last six months, man, why didn't you say something? Why didn't you say, hey, man, you look like a ghost with abs. Gonna miss. I don't know how they're gonna be. Yeah, man. Like I, it was not a good look for me. But I'm happy. I feel I explained to you guys maybe when I told you about the fat fuck ab diet, why I was doing it. I was being really hard on myself. And since I've oh, this is I'm so glad I remembered to talk to you about this. So since I've corrected the diet part where I realized that my diet was a way for me to punish myself It was really a way for me. I was I was mad at myself or something and um so i stopped the diet right and i was like okay well i and you trick yourself into feeling like well then i'm fucking i figured out the problem but the diet isn't the problem it's the that's the reaction right but i then i caught myself in other ways self-sabotaging so whenever i fix one of the things that i'm self-sabotaging Something else pops up because there's something still in me that doesn't like me. I don't know if doesn't like is the right word. Duh. But there's something in me that continues to fight me. Um, and I'm, I'm really racking my brain on it. There's something in me that feels like maybe I don't deserve something or that I deserve a little bit more pain you know I I, I told you I think I told you this on this podcast I look back on um, some projects that have failed in the past and this wasn't when I wasn't tough on myself within my diet oh shit I hit the wrong button sorry sorry that was my favorite part of that song I wanted to turn it up well we're on Ooh, it's all good we fast forward to Robert O'Keen. That's always good. This is called Whenever Kindness Fails. 
But, you know, as, uh, I think it just comes with age, but I've gotten more aware of when I'm self-sabotaging. And I look back on some projects, and some of them I wouldn't say failed 100% because of me, but I didn't help. And it was a sneaky, sneaky way, sneaky, sneaky way for me to self-sabotage. And, and um, I wish as I'm older and I um, look back and people ask, you know, and you ask yourself this all the time, but people ask me all the time, what would you change? You know, what would you tell young Josh? And I have to tell you what I would tell my younger self and this would be the biggest thing I would tell my youngest self because I think it would fix all my problems is just to be honest with yourself. I would tell I, w- I would just tell myself to be honest with myself and and to be Josh sooner than you were. I always danced around Josh. But I was also the youngest of four boys and kind of a pleaser. And, and you know, I told you guys a couple months ago, I took a lot of people out of my phone and I readjusted who I'm calling my friends. Not that I don't like people that I don't call my friends. I like them. Those are people that I know and like. But look, if we haven't talked in five, six months or I text you three times and you don't text me back or then we're not friends. You know what I mean? If you don't know anything that's going on in my life and I don't know anything that's going on in your life, we're not friends. We're people who used to know each other. And we probably still like each other and we might be friends again, you know? But I wish I had done all that stuff sooner. I wish I had had confidence in Josh. Uh, You you know, um, Tom Segura, what's it, Tom? Joe Rogan said something to me about yeah, uh, on stage and, and using my dance moves. And he's right. You know, dance moves, what I interpreted that as saying is tricks to make people laugh. But those tricks aren't Josh, right? Those are tricks are just tricks of somebody who's been on stage a gazillion times and has just a couple things in his back pocket that like, well, fuck it. I, I guess I can figure that one out. Instead of... Um, just, you know, and, and just being Josh or just being whoever you are is, 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 is ballsy because when you're pretending to be somebody else, if people don't like that, like you, you're not as hurt because deep down you're like, well, that's not me. You know what I mean? You're inside your subconscious is like, well, tell them, fuck it, hate whoever they want. That, that's not you. So, but when you put yourself out there, it's one of the reasons this town is such a bitch If I was an accountant and I handed in my work, hold on, guys. Childish Gam. We went right past Childish Gambino to Alice in Chains' Angry Chair off the Dirt album. Fuck yeah, Alice in Chains was so good. Um, But yeah. I don't remember what I was saying about being you, but be you. What a tough lesson. Not tough lesson, but important lesson. Oh, if I was an accountant, right, and someone didn't like my work, 
That's just numbers. It's not me. You're not saying no to me. But what makes this town so brutal and what makes people in this business so insecure and so uh, generally selfish or self-involved is because you have to be. If you are going to be a star, like a star, you for a long time, you have to be self-involved. And you have to be willing to step on whoever or whatever you need to. There, there is a certain cutthroat to it. And, you, and your business is you. So you have to be self-involved. You know, when, I, when, when people are like, oh, that star seems so fucking conceited. They are. But it's, in a way, not their fault. If they haven't set up a system to ground themselves, to keep close friends and family around them who will tell them no... Then when you're in a town like this and you're a good looking woman or man and people are just saying yes to you all the time, no matter what, and you got a shit ton of money, you got sycophants just sucking off of you um, and your business is you, right? So pictures of you are business. Looking good is business. Getting in shape is business. Dressing nice is business. Being in the right place is business. That's all kind of like all thinking about me, 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 me. Yeah. And then nobody puts you in check? Yeah. You'll get conceded. And I have to tell you, impossible not to change. Uh, Impossible not to change. Now, I know I'm going to field the question I always field. Has Chelsea changed? I have no idea. I know that I haven't talked to her in two years, three years, two years, something like that. So I know the person that I knew, I don't know who she is now was just a heightened version of herself. But, you know, um, I don't, and I don't know if she's changed. I don't, I don't know who, who, who she is right now because, honestly, I haven't fucking talked to her in a long time. Now, I have to tell you guys something. I'm going to admit something to you. Ready? And this is not something that I would generally admit, but as I'm trying to be more honest and upfront about everything so i am developing this little bald spot in the back crown of my head right it's not bad you know it's not like a huge spot or anything but it's like it's thinning you know and i feel like most people think i have no hair but uh, i feel like i've held on to it pretty well um and i think it's something crazy like 66 percent of men lose their hair by age 35, which is a bananas number. Um, but here's what I want to tell you guys. So I'm starting to lose it a little bit. And so I started and I went out and started just to look for solutions. And there's a lot of solutions out there for you. Let me just tell you about the one that I found. And I found them and I reached out to them and they were like, cool, if you want to talk about it on the podcast, we'll sponsor you. And I said, perfect, because this is something that I'm on board for. It's a, it's a, it's a new wellness brand for men. It's called Hims. And uh, guys, look, the bald spot, losing your hair. I, I asked this of guys a long time ago. Would you rather be out of shape, like heavy, not a good body, but with hair, great head of hair, or great body and no hair? It was overwhelming for guys to have a head of hair. Overwhelming. It is really important. But I got to tell you guys, it is 
easy to keep the hair you have. And it's easier to keep that hair than it is to replace it. So this is what Hims is going to help you do. It's going to help you keep it. You don't want it to go have surgery and all that shit. Do you know what I mean? You, you don't want the bald spot to pop up. You want to keep the hair that you have. Oh, guys, I love this band. The vaccines. Radio bikini. So guys, here's your deal. Keep the hair that you have. Keep it. Don't wait till you get a little bald spot. Don't wait till your hairline recedes. Hims.com. Okay? And the website is forhims.com. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com. And it's a one-stop shop. Hair loss. I also, I'm going to admit it to you right now, people are like, I know some of you think I look younger than I am. I think I do. A lot of that, I, I've used lotion on my face since I was 30. Why? Because it's my business to not look like the man under the fucking bridge. Guys, and, and there's so, it's crazy that like there's some sort of crazy negative connotation on dudes. If you keep up with yourself, that's, that's not like what real men do. That's some metro shit. No. No. You keep up. Look, real men, grown-ups, keep themselves together. Hims is going to help you do that, right? It's got, it'll help you keep your hair with uh, name brand, but generic equivalents of the name brand stuff. They connect you with real doctors and medical grade solutions for hair loss. It's so easy. You go to the website, right? And if my listeners will get a trial month of Hims for $5 right now while supplies last. You go to the website for full details. Normally, it costs you $100 if you went with a doctor or a pharmacy. This is going to cost you five fucking dollars. So do you go to 4 F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash wolf. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash wolf for hymns.com slash wolf. Now, listen, guys. It's not just hair loss. Like I said, skincare, sexual wellness. You know what that means. If your dick isn't working the way it used to, don't be embarrassed by that. It happens. Women's vaginas, some dry up. I know that doesn't sound great, like a riverbed. It happens. We get older, our bodies change. Don't be ashamed. Fucking fix it. This is perfect. It, 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 you don't have, it's not embarrassing. You don't got to go into the pharmacy. It's going to come to your house. So all I'm saying is you're going to have a dick pill that comes to your house. Everybody's going to be happy. Everybody lives in the house anyways. And on top of that, I, I, I'm not using the dick pills because thank God I don't have to right now. But I will. Listen, if it's between being like, I'm not, I'm not taking a dick pill because I'm, I'm just going to wait for it to come back. Nope. The second my dick doesn't work, I'm going to be on 4 being like, I need some of that dick shit. Yeah, hook me up. By the way, rock and roll music by the Beatles. Best band of all time. Jubilee. Jamboree. Yeah. 
I mean, look, I wish I had gone to Four Hymns and gotten this, taken the, all this stuff before the ball spark stuff started. But now I'm going to fourhymns.com and I'm getting my products. You don't have to watch your hair go away. It's such a typical dude thing to just be like, I'm not going to a doctor. I'm not taking, no. Why? It's one of the reasons women are so much smarter than us. They take care of themselves. They go to doctors. Guys, your hair doesn't work. Your fucking face is starting to look like Danny Trejo. Your dick doesn't work. Forhims.com. What are you waiting for? It's just sitting there. It's easy. You're going to get something that's worth hundreds of dollars for five bucks today, right now. While supplies last, fourhims.com. And guys, my favorite Soundgarden song ever. Let me tell you why this is my favorite song. Nothing. It is my favorite song to listen to when I'm drunk. It is my favorite song to listen to when I'm high. It is my favorite song to listen to when I'm on ecstasy. It is not my favorite song to listen to on mushrooms. But three out of four, everybody. It makes it a no-brainer. His voice. In this song. His voice in every song. I remember. Nothing. I was with Mike Smith. Mike Smith is one of the fucking best guitar players you'll ever hear. He used to play with Limp Bizkit. A buddy ours, and he he moved back to Maryland, I think. And we were fucked up in my car. Mm-mm. And this song came on, and right when the eyes started to roll back in our head, Cornell's voice just went like this, just punched me right in the face. Oh, my God. And my eyes were rolling back in my head. This was right about when I got my first TV deal. And I was wearing the... Oh, guys. I was this guy. I had no... I had no... I had gone from living in one room, making $1,000 a month with three kids in my room, to having some money. I didn't know what the fuck to do with myself. And nobody had ever given me shit. And, you know, I got my deal. And then... They took me over to the Nike warehouse. And they're like, you can pick whatever you want. I was like, get the fuck out. So I had this Nike like bucket hat and a straight up Nike sweatsuit. And that's how I went out that night. Oh, even more embarrassing. Oh, my God. I can't believe this. Maybe this is why the TV show didn't work. I was just so new and so excited that I had something. Guys, this I'm coming off of having these same pair of sneakers for four years. When I booked, oh, fuck it. I'm going back to that song. I'm so sorry that that, I'm hitting the wrong button a bunch. I'm going back to where I was. When I, I booked a role on um, Home Improvement. How I got my SAG card. It was towards the end of the run. Home Improvement run, obviously. And um, my friend Sherry Thomas, who casts Walking Dead, who I've had on this show. She casts Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad and Genius. Bialy Thomas Casting. 
But um, she cast me in that. And uh, she knew I had one pair of shoes. I think I've told you guys this story. So when wardrobe fitted me up, she was like, see if he can keep those shoes. And I was like, get the... F-. When she gave me that new pair of shoes, man, I've been wearing these funky-ass Asics or something like that, Zips, something, for like four years. It was a such a momentous occasion. It's weird what you remember and what impacts you. And it also shows, guys... And I'll get back to me being an asshole. It also shows how little gestures. Look, them giving me those shoes was a drop in the bucket for them. But it was such a big deal to me. I, I never forget it. I talk Every time I see Sherry, I bring it up. It, it left such an impression on me that they were willing to do that for me. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a remarkable. So I would say to you guys, even if you can do something for somebody, if you don't think it's a big deal for you, it might be a huge deal for them. Might be a huge deal for them. But anyways, so I show up to the meeting for my TV show. The TV show's best of my life, being a single dad. It's off of this um, one-man show that I did at the HBO Theater called SWM Seeking, which was single white male seeking, dot, 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 right? And um, I get a TV deal, 20th Century Fox, ABC, I'm fucking psyched. And I go into my first meeting at 20th Century Fox and Fox in that fucking sweatsuit and bucket hat. I mean, and when I look back at it, it is the dumbest shit I have. I mean, how stupid. But I went in in that meeting, and the first thing the guy at Fox said is, somebody went to the Nike store, and I was like, no, no. And then... I didn't realize that the, the sweatsuit was the jumpsuit was jumpsuit sweatsuit was lined. Oh, so I was hot as fuck and I'm sweating my balls off in the meeting, but I didn't want to take it off because I just got it for free. It's so interesting though, that whole process when I got my first deal. Um Oh guys, if you haven't listened to these guys, I would suggest this is the band of heathens. Hurricane. My friend Kevin Euclid turned me on. I don't know why the beginning of every song is choppy, but. I'm gonna have to get a new speaker. This is a really good song. If you haven't heard them, let me tell you the story about when I get my first deal and why it bombed. I love songs like this. Again, guys, band of heathens. It takes a lot of water to wash away New Orleans. Come on. But I realized recently why that my first TV deal, my first two actually, didn't um, work. Because I was given the deal when I wasn't ready for it. The, the networks were in love with my story. 
and they were in love with the idea of me, of a young, you know, 20-something dude with three kids, single, two of the kids not his biologically, and trying to figure out how to make it, right? They love the idea, and I don't blame them. It's a, it's a fantastic jumping-off point for a TV show. The reason it failed, if I'm being blunt, I think the reason it failed was me. Not because I was sabotaging it, because I wasn't. But I was given the opportunity way before I was ready. I did not have the depth as a performer. I didn't have the library of jokes or the volume of stories. So there was no backbone. When, you know, when they would ask about Josh, and this is another thing too, I didn't know who I was. So they were asking about Josh and they just couldn't nail Josh's voice in the script. They could, because who I was wasn't crisp. What the story was was crisp. But the lead character, the guy who's driving it, who is this dude? And because I was so knee-deep in just surviving on a day-to-day basis as a person, I, I hadn't taken the time to figure out who I was. It's one of the things that Beth really helped me with. Is just like, who are you? Because whoever you... The sooner you figure out who you are, the sooner you're truly going to enjoy your life. Because then you can really start doing shit that you like to do. Um, it was pretty amazing. And, and, and also, guys, thank you very much for all the cool comments about uh, Beth and I and our relationship. But I want to let you know, we're just like you. We're just like you, man. We are you like motherfuckers. Everybody does. We love each other. And I think the one thing that we realize is that there are peaks and valleys. And during the valleys, it's not time to press the panic button. You're not always going to be, you know, TV love story. Sometimes you're going to be, you know, in the fucking mix of it. And you just have to remember that you love that person, you know. And that's what we do. We go days where I'm like, oh, I fucking can't wait to not be looking at her. And I'm sure she's the same way. But at the end of the day, we love each other. And I think we realize that it's all part of the deal, you know. So I don't want, I, I, I reject it when people are like, you know, goals. When they talk about her and I, I don't know why. Your relationship could be better than ours. But we know we love each other. And we know we're in this to the end, you know. And there have been times where I've been a better father than I was a husband. There's no fucking doubt about that. Um, but all you can do is, is your best. It's so interesting. You know, people have asked me if I was bitter or angry at my ex and I'm not, and I never have been. I don't consider her to be a bad person or a bad parent. People do the best they can do. You know what I mean? So somebody's, some people are not great parents, but they're just the best parents they can be. They're doing their best. So, and I know that's part of, you know, Freddie, um, Freddie Prince Jr., who I do my other podcast with. He's like, you know, you look for the best in people. I really do. I really believe that it's okay to look for good in people. We're going to get out of here on this song because it's a fucking crusher. Speaking of old school hip hop. Eric B. and Rakim. In the ghetto. 
planet Earth was my place of birth, born to be the sole controller of the universe. Besides the part of the map, I hit first any environment I can adapt. When it gets worse, the rough gets going, the going gets rough. That old school hip hop is so good. Yeah, guys, so that's it. And it, I guess it all comes back to what I started this podcast with, kind of, is finding yourself. Finding yourself. It's so hard. It really is hard. It takes a lot of confidence to be yourself. To be you instead of worrying about what other people will think of you. So I'm going to end this the way I always end it. First of all, remember to go to my high... Hey, guys. The high lives have been blowing up. Come check out a high live Monday nights, but I'm doing an extra one tonight if you guys are around. And tonight's Thursday, March something. Um, also, tickets are going so quickly on the road now because of the video. So this month, I just got Salt Lake City left. The end of the month. Last weekend of the month, Salt Lake City, Wise Guys. And then, I think six weeks in a row, everybody. We're going Omaha, first week in April at the Funny Bone. Second week in April, Raleigh, North Carolina. Third week in April, San Diego at the Air American Comedy Company. I'll be there on 420. I'm going to be so fucked up. If you want to see somebody so high he shouldn't have left the house, come to that late show on 420. It is going to be a shit show. Weekend after that, I am in New York City at Gotham. Two, sh- two nights, five shows. And then after that, Oh, everybody heading out to Denver for Cinco de Mayo weekend, which I usually don't perform on because people are drunk as fuck. But I'm assuming in Denver, my crowd won't be drunk if you know what I'm saying. Smoke them if you got them. And then I think I'm taking a week off. And then the next weekend after that, back at the Addison Improv in Dallas. I know a lot of people from Dallas reaching out to me. My show on Twitch starts next Tuesday, May 27th. It's at uh, 7 p.m. Pacific time. So head over to Twitch slash Gaghead to uh, check that out. And, um, man, thank you for listening. You know how much I like doing this. Fairly Normal is really like a diary for me. That's why it's so kind of free flow when we get the music. And sometimes I'm singing. Sometimes I'm listening to music. And sometimes it feels like I'm talking to myself. And you guys are, are like my therapist. And sometimes we're talking about getting your dick fixed. You know what I mean? Who knows what we're going to talk about? This was a real chill one. I didn't come planned with anything. And I kind of liked it. I, I, I mean, I know that's why this particular show has never taken off. Because when you say what is fairly normal, you're like, I don't even know. Sometimes it's an interview. Sometimes he comes planned. Sometimes he just fucking buzz. And that's why I like this. I know as a, from a marketing standpoint, it's really hard to get, you know, why isn't this show blowing the fuck up? Because the people who like this show are super specific. You're like me. You can't put us in a fucking box. But we're good people. We like to have fun. Sometimes we're serious. Sometimes we're dumb. That's me. Sometimes I'm serious. Sometimes I'm dumb. Who the fuck knows? Life is too short to be one way. Life is too short to be an asshole also. Be good to each other. Open a door. Buy somebody a cup of coffee. 
Make everyone pay it forward. And you know what else? God damn it. Go listen to some more old school hip hop. And next week on the show, we got some pretty cool guests. Uh, and I think I'm going to do a podcast, hopefully, from Salt Lake City with my cousin Scott Wolf, if he's up there at the time. And besides that, everybody, be good to each other. We love you.